What's going on everybody? Thank you so much for tuning into the Jayma Koppa podcast. If it's your first time listening, here is your extra immersive. If it's not your first time, then here is your extra immersive. Guys, I'm so excited uh to be doing this episode. As you can see, we are trying to level things up. I have been telling you guys, I've been saying it, people have not been believing that I'm making things better. But surely I am as you guys can see um in the new year things are going to be going to a higher level but the reason why all of this is going on is because so many of you have put up this podcast as your number one podcast uh on Spotify wrapped I was so excited about that and that actually inspired me to say you know what I want to do better for you guys uh, I I thought you know there are some people right now who this podcast is their number one podcast and for you guys I want to just make sure that I am delivering really well so this is efforts in that direction and I hope you guys are going to appreciate it a while back we started a series called taste and see we're going to get into part 3 of taste and see and this is called how to live by faith or you could call it living by faith and i believe this is going to really tr- it's really going to touch your life touch your heart and we're going to get into god's word um turn the volume up as we're about to pray let us pray <laughs> father thank you so much for this opportunity and thank you god that you've used this podcast i thank you for this uh, community that we have together even around this podcast father i pray for every mind every person who's driving just sitting at home uh in december right now i pray may this message bless them touch their hearts in the mighty name of jesus we pray and we all say amen and a men taste and see now remember that the the concept around this uh sermon series is simply the fact that god will allow you sometimes to not grab a hold of some things he introduces you to but instead what he does at times is he allows you to taste so you can see something that you are to chase you see sometimes god only gives you a taste of a thing he only gives you an experience of a thing so that you would in turn then chase after that very thing the bible says in the book of psalms chapter 34 verse 8 to 10 taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the one who takes a refuge in him Bl- fear the lord you his holy people for those who fear him like nothing the lions may grow weak and hungry but those who seek the lord lack no good thing once more the reason why god gives you a taste of a thing is because taste affects appetite taste affects appetite and god wants you to get an appetite for the greater things the bible tells us about faith it says in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 it says for we live by faith and not by sight this is so important for you to understand that you are not to be living your life by what you see you do not get life you do not gain life and sometimes you've made that mistake you've made the mistake of trying to find life trying to find hope trying to find strength out of the things that you are seeing out of the things that you are hoping to even see but instead what the bible tells us is we live by faith not in faith for things but we live by a faith in god that his hand is over you that his love is continually in your direction that he is faithful so regardless of the circumstances around you you are strong why you have faith not in things but faith in god but what is He what is faith 
describe if we live by faith, the Bible must now ex- explain what faith is. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we don't see. Come on. It's confidence in what we hope for and it is assurance in what we don't see. Uh, confidence is a clear and sober mind that either the hypothesis or prediction is correct or that the chosen course of action is the best or that it's the most effective. So it's not just that it's correct, but it's the best and it's the most effective. That's what it means to have this confidence. And assurance, it speaks of an easy freedom from doubt. Come on. The Bible is telling us that when it comes to your God, you need to be confident that it following his ways is correct. It is the best out of all options and it is the most effective. Not just that, but you are not doubting it. Come on. It is by holding on to faith that we are going to see the great things of God. I want you to understand one thing that the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that we are saved By grace through faith. I want to say one more time. The Bible tells us that we are saved by grace through what? Through faith. Now, when you think of the word through, through is almost like a door. It's something you go through in order to get something else. You see, I am in a room right now and I would not be in this room if it was not for the door. If it was not for the door that I walked through. Now, a thing that we hold on to is the Bible tells us that you are saved by grace. Grace has saved you, but the way you got that grace was faith. Grace is not just favor, unmerited favor. Grace is not just that your sins are forgiven, but grace is the enabling power for you to be the man or woman of God that God has called you to be. So grace is the power to be the man or woman that God has called you to be. But how do you get the grace? How do you get the grace? You get the grace through faith. It is only when you believe, when you trust, when you hold on to the truth of scripture, when you hold on to the belief in who God is and in God, that you then will get the grace. Now, the problem is sometimes you make the mistake is you want the enabling power, but you have already failed in the area of faith. You do not get the grace, the power, the enabling by skipping faith. I want you to know it doesn't happen like that. You have to start in the place of faith. You need to ground your mind, your spirit. Your spirit must be assured about who God is. And when you have this full confidence, come on, when you are sure that God, God's way is the best, it's the most effective, it is the most correct and you do not doubt it, that opens up the grace. And this is why many people struggle to walk in power because you have already failed in the place of believing who God is. Not believing can he, but believe, but believing that he will. Because many times you can answer the question and say, can God do something? And you will say yes. But if I ask you, do you believe God will do something? And sometimes... It gets a little tricky. You have to get to a place in your walk with God, a place in your mind, a place of conviction in your spirit, 
spirit where you have full faith in God because that will unlock the grace for you to do such marvelous and mighty things in this world. Can someone say amen today? Can someone say amen today? I just love sharing this message because it's about the gospel. This is the gospel. We have faith and then it opens up this grace that brings salvation, not just salvation, but transformation in your life. Not just transformation, but a restoration, justification, um, redemption, propitiation over your life. And it comes through faith. Now, this is why we live by this faith. This is why the Bible tells you, you live by faith because living by faith opens the door to the life God has called you to live. It is by faith that you receive the grace to live. So this is why the Bible then tells you, you live by faith and not by sight, not by how you feel, not by what you saw, not by what they did to you, not by how your family looks, not by bank accounts, not by qualifications, but by faith. I hope this is encouraging you today. I hope this is encouraging you today. You see, there was a time when a man needed a miracle and came to God and and came to Jesus and said, if you can heal my son in Mark 9 verse 23, and Jesus asks, if you can, Jesus is, is, is surprised that you would ask if he can. Obviously, he can. You have to be at the place where it is obvious God can do it. And that is what's going to bring the miracles. And that is what's going to bring the assurance, the peace that you need. But as long as you are there at if you can, the Bible says everything is possible for one who believes. Why? Because then there is grace. Everything is possible for the one who believes because faith is the door to grace. Everything is possible for the one who believes because faith is the door to power. Anything is possible for the one who believes because of faith is the door of you leaving your capabilities outside and you walking into the power of your God. Faith. We live by faith. But I want you to know that you have experienced this taste of faith. The Bible even tells us that our faith is a gift. Now, after God has given you a gift, do you know what must then happen? Are you hearing me, guys? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? After you get this gift of faith, God wants you to now, you have tasted it. Now, You have seen the power of faith. It has saved you. It has transformed you. But now he wants you to live not just in the faith given to you that you experienced, but now God wants to now test your faith. Because the interesting thing about testing of faith is it produces and it grows. You see, whatever you're facing right now is not the biggest thing you're ever going to face in your life. The situations you're looking at right now are not the biggest mountains you're going to have to climb. The, The fights that you're looking at in your life are not the biggest fights that you're going to have to fight in your life. So guess what? God must train you with these small nyana fights. God must train you with these small nyana confusions. God must train you and you must overcome through faith because there is far greater things that you must face. How are you going to face the highest mountain if a hill is confusing you. Come on. God has to give you some hills. God has to grow the challenges because you still have mighty things to do in his name. They will scare you 
if he has not trained you. So all you're facing now is a test. All you're facing now is some training. Allow the testing of your faith to produce in you steadfastness. Don't be afraid. God will not give you something too heavy for you. So walk in faith. Now, what God is going to do in the training of your faith, this is how we walk in faith. We must understand that God is going to take your faith through disadvantage. Your faith through disadvantage. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, it says, By faith, Abel, Abel brought to God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he's dead. Now, many times we read the story of Abel and we think that Abel was just generous. But the Bible is telling us, no, he wasn't just a generous young man, but instead he had faith. He wanted to give God a great offering, but it was not just by action. No, it was not just because of generosity. No, he gave a great offering to God via his faith. And I want you to know that you can also give God a mighty offering of your life, a mighty offering of your time. But it's not just going to happen by your works. It's going to happen by faith. I hope I'm speaking to you today. But you see, what you must understand is Abel was disadvantaged. And I know I'm, I'm speaking to someone who feels disadvantaged right now. I know you're listening to this podcast and there are some things in your life that you're looking. Other people have an advantage ahead of you. And you're asking yourself, hey, how are things going to come together for you? I want you to know that God wants to put your faith through disadvantage because it is going to end up in advantage in your sight as long as you're walking by faith. But what is the disadvantage that Abel was in? The Bible says this in Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 to 2. It says, Abel made love, Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I've brought forth a man. Come on. There's an announcement about the firstborn son. You see, there's something even very common in African culture that the firstborn son has a certain level of prestige or respect over his life. Verse 2 says, later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept the flocks and Cain worked the soil. Already in the announcement, Abel is just like later, later Abel. But when Cain comes, it's, oh, God has given me, ah, God has helped me to bring forth a man. Now, let's look at the three disadvantages of Abel. Number one, Abel was the youngest, meaning what? He had less priority, he has less experience, and he had less authority. Now, I know maybe some people right now, you're listening to me and you're in a place where you have less priority in some situations. You're not prioritized. You have less experience than other people and you have less authority. You see, Abel was in the same situation. The second disadvantage of Abel was he was dependent on someone who was undependable. Now, have you ever been dependent on someone who is undependable? You see, what God is going to do is he's going to check. Do you still have faith in God? Even though there are some things in your life that depend on someone who you can't rely on, that you are depending on someone who you can't trust, that there are certain things that you need from someone who you cannot depend on God will put you in such situations to see do you trust God or are you looking to man to employment to a boss to people to be your provision 
why do I say that Abel was depending on someone who was undependable? The Bible says that Abel kept the flocks, meaning the animals, and Cain worked the soil. So, so because Abel's offering was the animals, it depended on, it depended on what Cain would do. Cain was working the land that the animals must eat from. So if Cain is not doing his job, if Cain is not walking by faith, if Cain is not doing his best, it's going to affect Adam. And sometimes you can be in a situation like that where there's someone who's messing up and it's messing you up. As long as there's someone in your life, there's someone important in your life who's messing up and it seems like it's messing up who you are and what you'll even do for God. I want you to know that God will put you in situations where you feel disadvantaged and still check, do you believe that you can still do something great for God? The third disadvantage Abel was in was he was weaker. Unfortunately, in the story, they fought. Cain and Abel fought and Cain killed his brother simply because he was weaker. He was not as strong as his brother. And sometimes you can feel weaker than the people around you. I want to ask you, have you ever felt weak? Have you ever felt so weak and felt like you can't carry life? You felt like you can't carry responsibilities because it's so tough. It's so difficult. You see, what God will do is he will put you in the situations where you will feel weak. Your faith will be put through times where it is a real weakness. It's not imagined weakness. It's not just a feeling, I feel weak. You are genuinely not strong enough for what you are facing personally. God is going to allow you to walk through valleys, to walk through situations where you are weak, genuinely so. But guess what? He will then look to you to lean on your faith and not on your sight, to lean on your faith and not your capability because he wants you to know that it is not your bank account, it is not your wisdom, it is not your strength that will bring you life, but instead it is your faith. Allow yourself to go through the challenge and be trained by God because the Bible says that as long, you see, this is the, the mistake that many people make. The Bible says it is the testing of your faith that produces perseverance. But what people do is they don't allow, make sure that you allow your faith to be tested and not your strength. I want to say this one more time, guys. Let me rewind it. Your problem, this is your problem. You do not allow your faith to be tested. Instead, when you go through hard things, you test your strength. You test your connections. You test your bank account. But you don't involve your faith. You don't involve your belief in God. You don't involve your testimony. And this is why you continue to fall. This is why you continue to fail. This is why you continue to hit your head on the wall. You're not allowing your faith to be tested. It is only the testing of the faith that produces perseverance. It is only the testing of your faith that produces steadfastness. Allow yourself and make sure you walk through your challenge, not with your strength, not with your strategy, not with your understanding, but with your faith in God. And I guarantee you, you will stand, you will see life, and you will get through it in the name of Jesus. 
But God will take you through disadvantage. The next thing God will take you through is a time where you will have to see if you have a faith that goes beyond your unfaithfulness. You see, many people do not have a faith that goes beyond their unfaithfulness. I want to ask you, do you have that yourself? Do you feel like your relationship with God is changed when you've been unfaithful? I hope I'm speaking to someone today. Do you feel like things have been shifted and thrown off because you have been unfaithful? Do you think that God's faithfulness is affected by your faithfulness? Because what God wants and what God will allow to happen in your life is for you to see yourself go through seasons and moments where you have been unfaithful to God. And God will walk you through that. And in those seasons, God wants to see, is your faith mature enough to know that he is not shaken by your unfaithfulness. Instead, he wants you to lean back on his faithfulness. You see, many times you make a mistake where if you've made a mistake, you don't know how to respond to God. You don't know, is he still there for you? You don't know, is your salvation still where it's supposed you, you feel like everything has been messed up. And that is a sign that you have placed your faith in your faithfulness instead of God's faithfulness. God will put your faith or God will allow moments for you to see your unfaithfulness and he will call you to have faith in his faithfulness over yours. Come on. You see, even if you've been unfaithful to God, God did never say that you'd be saved because you were getting it right. God says you are saved because he got it right. God never said that you are close to him because of your right decisions. No, you are close to God because of his right decisions. God never called salvation a journey of you uh, hitting the mark. As a matter of fact, he says, all have missed the mark. All fall short. All he calls you to do is to have a faith that goes beyond your unfaithfulness. What God calls you to do is to trust him enough that even when you fail, he does not leave you. You see, it's very easy to say it, but wait until the day you fail. Wait until the day you have hit your head and you have messed up in such a deep way. Do you still believe that God's faithfulness has not shaken over your life, over your story, over your destiny? God wants you to develop a faith that goes beyond your unfaithfulness. That if even if you've been unfaithful, you rise up in repentance, you seek him, you know he loves you and you give him your all. Even if you know that you have messed up in the past. The Bible says this, speaks in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5. It says, By faith Enoch was taken from his life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For 
before he was taken, he was commended as a one who pleased God. Before he was taken, he was commended as a one who pleased God. All right. This is the Bible says about about Enoch. But now let's let's see who is Enoch in the book of Genesis chapter 5 verse 21 to 24. It says when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God for 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God when he was no more, God took him away. So the Bible speaks of a man called Enoch, very interesting, saying for 65 years, he did not walk faithfully to God. So consistently, he was unfaithful to God for 65 years. But then the Bible says that he gave birth to a son called Methuselah. And after that, he said, you know what? I've been unfaithful. I've been unfaithful, but it doesn't mean that he's, my story is over. Come on. It didn't mean his story was over. He understood that God is faithful, that he just needs to put his faith in God. Even though 65 years have passed of him being unfaithful to God, he said, I can come back to God. He had a faith that went beyond his unfaithfulness. And God wants you to be at the same place where you can look back at things that have happened. Maybe it's been so long. Maybe it's been repetitive. But you know that you can repent. You know that there is still an open door policy with your God. You know that you can always drop the wrong things and pick up a righteous life by seeking after God. You know that the door is open and you have faith. You are confident that if you turn to God, he will not turn you away. Come on, God wants you to develop a faith like that. It goes beyond your unfaithfulness because you will always hurt yourself if you're trying to live your life, your walk with God. If uh, based on your performance, you will fail. And thirdly, this is how you live a life by faith is you, have a li you, you walk by faith even when you feel lost. The Bible says this, by faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. You see, the Bible says this interesting thing about Abraham. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. You know, one thing God is going to do in your life is he's going to allow you to go through times when you feel lost. I want to ask you, do you feel lost right now? Are you someone where you look at your life, you don't know where you're going to go, you don't know what's the next step, you don't know who to turn to, who to listen to, you're feeling a bit lost. If You, you look really good, you know how to dress, you know how to sound like, like you're figuring it out, but the truth is you are lost. You see, God will allow your faith to go through times where you don't have the answers. But God wants to 
you to develop a faith that can stand even when feeling lost. God wants you to develop a faith that will stand even when you don't have the answers. Knowing that your faith is not in where you're going, but your faith is in who you obey. Come on. That as long as God told you to go there, as long as God told you to live a certain way, as long as God told you to pick that thing up or to drop that thing, and maybe it has caused you to feel like you were lost. Maybe it's caused you to, to be feel a bit disorientated. But I want to tell you this thing right now. God is going to take your faith through that because it will develop in you a perseverance that can stand even when you don't have the answers. Why? Because life is going to keep getting tricky and you need to be able to stand to, with God even when it is difficult. I want to say this, Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, And without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You see, God wants you to live a life that pleases him and the only way that he will be pleased is if you trust him. Let me say a prayer for you today. Father, I thank you so much for each person who's listening to the J. Mokoba podcast. I pray, Father, that, that they would know that if they are relating to these stories, that they are on the right path that you are training them, that you are building them up. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may you test their faith and may their faith produce great perseverance. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all say amen, amen. You see, God's going to allow you to taste this. God's going to allow you to see it. But I want you to know it's taking you in the right direction. Trust God. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. You're on the right track. That's the Jamie Copper Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this, share this with all your friends, your, your, your family, your neighbors. But also make sure you send it to the haters because the haters need some faith too, man. The haters need some faith. But remember, I love you. We're out of here. I'm out.